0: Welcome back on this new week. Starting today, we have a bundle of apologetics questions lined up on the person and work of Christ. Next time we look at several answers to the question, "Why did Jesus leave Earth after Easter? Uh, I mean, imagine if Christ was still here with us was well, not. Why not? That will be APJ, 1978. Then a week from now, uh, the question, "Why didn't Jesus have to pay eternally for our sins? Isn't that the price eternal? Judgment. So, why is his suffering done? That will be APJ uh, 1979 on the 25th of this month. And then comes the question why don't we have more archaeological or historically written evidence uh, for the death and resurrection of Christ? That will be APJ 1981, our first episode in October. A lot of ground to cover until then. We start with today's question because even if the Christian faith is untrue, if the cross and resurrection didn't happen, Aren't Christians still happier than non-Christians in this life? Don't our present life priorities make for a more fulfilling experience of this life than the non-Christians seeking their joy in this world, even if we are wrong? It's a question from Chip, a listener from Georgia. Pastor John, hello to you. Christian hedonism seems to say that our deepest longings in this life can only be satisfied in God, and it's only in Him that we can be truly happy. If God makes us happier than people who simply pursue the world, why does Paul say that we are to be pitied most of all men if there is no resurrection? He says that in 1 Corinthians 15, 19. Even if Christ was not resurrected, isn't our life now more satisfying than the life of the non-Christian? I, I'm smiling real big. I, I, I
1: love sharp biblically rooted question yes. so i've asked this in fact i've spoken on it years ago i spoke to the Wycliffe folks in cameroon on this very question <laughs> so i was trying to remember what i said <laughs> it is a really important and good question rooted in 1st corinthians 15 um so let me let me just bring uh, chip up and the rest of us to where i'm where i'm thinking today and I, I don't know that i have the Completely satisfying answer, but I I have some answers that have helped me. Just just a clarification to start with about Christian joy in this painful life. A huge part of our joy as Christians is what Paul calls rejoicing in hope from Romans 5. Hmm. In other words, joy is not complete in what we can know and have of God here now. Our our joy is in hope of what we will know and have of God in the future also. Mm. Our joy here is a foretaste of the fullness of joy there, and so uh, it's not complete Now, we see through a glass darkly, and we know in part, so our joy is in part. It's strong now. It's deep now. It's enough to carry the day now, but it's nothing near like what it will be. So Romans 5, 2 says, uh, Through him we have obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That means that, that the joy we anticipate in the age to come flows back into this age in measure, but not in fullness, but in, in measure. Hmm. We rejoice in our sufferings, he says, knowing that our suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. So we are people who have this strange emotional experience of rejoicing in what we don't yet have to make us happy. So. I don't want to overstate the joy of the Christian hedonist in this age. It is not nearly what it will be in the age to come, and much of it is anticipatory now. So here are the key words that create the problem uh, in 1 Corinthians 15. The context is uh, Paul's talking about whether Christ has been raised from the dead or not. He says, if Christ has not been raised from The dead. This is verse uh, 14 following. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting, that is, we're false witnesses of God, liars about God, because we have testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. And then verse 17. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins then those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. We're going to come back to that. That's really crucial. Christians have gone to hell. Those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. They've gone to hell. If in Christ we have hope, only in this life, we are of all people most to be pitied. And the question is, how can, how can Christians who have more joy than anybody else be most to be pitied? That's the question. And uh, I'm asking, why'd you say that, Paul? And here are the, I think I see four reasons for why Paul says this. Number one, evidently Paul believes that delusion, a life of delusion is to be pitied, even if it's a happy delusion. It's, It's not just that we are... Experiencing in the in this what we're experiencing in this life proves to be more or less happy in the other. It proves to be non-existent in the other. Mm. If if Christ is not raised from the dead, then my joy in the living Christ is not joy in the living Christ. There is no living Christ. And therefore, I am not experiencing joy in the living Christ. I am an absolute idiot. I'm a fool. Paul's first conviction, it seems to me, is that this is not true. Christ is raised. And his second conviction is that it's a delusion if he's not raised, and it's an enormous delusion, m- more pitiable than anything he could think of, e- evidently. So that's that's the first reason. De- a, a delusory life, a life lived in absolute delusion, is to be pitied. Hmm. Number two, Paul's life would be pitiable... Because he willingly embraced so much suffering that he could have avoided. Those sufferings were sustained by Paul's joy in Christ. Not the other way around. The sufferings didn't create the joy in this life. So if there's no resurrection, those sufferings were absolutely pointless. That's the second one. Number number three, we deny ourselves many pleasures here precisely for the sake of the reward of the age to come. So Jesus said, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad now for your reward is great in heaven. So we renounce retaliation and the joy of getting back at people. We renounce that. We renounce the comforts of fitting into the world so that we don't ever have to be criticized or reviled. We renounce that. Why? Precisely because we believe it will be made up to us in heaven, which means we didn't just fail to maximize the pleasures we could have had here. But we bargained that the self-denial would be rewarded in the resurrection, and there is no resurrection, and Hmm. the bargain failed. Hmm. And here's the fourth and last reason I think he said this. This one comes straight out of his words. If Christ and we are not raised from the dead, then Paul doesn't infer atheism. He infers hell. That we enter a worse punishment in hell than others, because we didn't just make a mistake, we actively misrepresented God. I know oftentimes I've read this this chapter in this argument as though, well, if there's no resurrection for the dead, the whole biblical religion is false, there is no God, Caesars or this he Jean, can be married. That is not what Paul huh. does. He didn't no argue like that. He says, if Christ has not been raised, God's going to send me to hell Mm. because I've been telling everybody that this is his son and he's been raised from the dead and I am a false prophet. And therefore, I am of all people most to be pitied for I'm going to get the worst punishment. So uh, in sum, I would would sum it up. Here they are. Uh, If there is no risen Christ, no resurrection of believers unto eternal reward and joy, then number one, Christian life is a delusion. Number two, voluntary suffering is painfully pointless. Number three, hope in heaven is futile. And all of our basing our self-denials on it was ridiculous. And number four, any attempt to speak for the living Christ would be a damnable scam and a false prophecy, which would deserve hell even more than others. And we would perish under that severe sentence. So we are of all people most to be pitied.
0: Man, sobering. A uh, text that all assumes Paul's hypothetical here. Uh, what if God is real, but the resurrection isn't? It's a fascinating way to see First uh, Corinthians 15, not talking about atheism at all. Um, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. That's the glory of First Corinthians 15. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. And uh, he is our true joy now and any hope of eternal happiness. It all rides on Christ and his defeat of the grave and this fact. Thank you, Pastor John. And thank you for joining us today. If you want to ask Pastor John, type out your question as briefly as possible and email it to me at askpastorjohn at org. Speaking of Easter, next up, why did Jesus have to ascend and leave us? Couldn't he have just continued his ministry on earth even up until now? The answer, no. Pastor John will explain why not next time. I'm your host, Tony Reinke. We'll see you back here on Thursday.